Art Next Door Prepared by Tuche Ela Art Next Door features the independent art scene in Neukölln and Berlin. Free Community-based art Socially engaged artistic practice Artist-led project spaces Collectives Emerging and young artists. News and interviews will be broadcast in Arts Next Door on Keith FM. Okay. Thank you so much for accepting my interview request. So well, thank you so much for coming and doing it. Yes, yeah, and yeah, for asking. Right. Back and then just tell me about the project called Institute of Alles Pronouncing them correctly? Or? Yes. No. Absolute. How did it start? <laughs> When did you start? A thousand years ago, I think. <laughs> Wasn't it? <laughs> It's like the Roman Empire, you know? Yes, just like the just shortly after the Roman Empire. We, we had this ex as some kind of... Uh, <laughs> um, no. Well, but almost, almost. It was in 2010. I moved to Berlin and I was about finding a space to work and to, you know, do shows and to live in and stuff. I didn't know anybody in Berlin. And um, so as everyone coming to Berlin, I had this problem about where to go and where to live and where to stay and where to work. And I have a very, I'm very interested in just, you know, doing self-organization and being independent from whoever who tells me that, oh, okay, you have now an art piece and now you're, I'm ready to show your art piece. and So gallery contacts, stuff like that. I think that is kind of a, a, a format that I, that, I, that I was thinking about for a while and then I thought, well, it would be interesting to just have a space yourself where you show your stuff whenever you're ready. And this is how it started. I then eventually found some space in Wedding and... Um, to name it somehow, but to leave it open somehow, whatever will happen there is, um, um, so we called it the Institut für alles Mögliche. Mm. The, as I just learned in the translation now, the Institute for Everything and Anything, or anything or anything. Yeah, I thought that there would be some possibility inside. It's a pun in the end. On the one hand, it has this very formal and very institutional, so imitating of speaking and who is uh, how to how to put things into the world as a very institutionalized big uh. playing with bureaucracy all the time having these forms and stamps and official names and people hanging around and whatever yeah imitating company names like the Niederlassung Berlin, which is the, the branch office settlement kind of, but at the same time in German has a pun as well. It is also to let yourself in a certain place um, and to settle down in a way. So there was a friend coming along and she said, ah, oh, yeah, I like the space. Cool. I want to have a space just like that. I want to settle down anyways because I'm living out of my suitcase for the past 20 years and now I want to settle down anyways. And so We found at the Niederlassung Berlin, the settlement branch office Berlin. And so we had another very formal and a very 
uh, yeah. And from serious space. Serious space. Yes. We're doing serious art. Yes. We're serious people, and yes. so we're having serious names for serious spaces. Yes. This is actually the <laughs> the explanation in the end. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, and everything we do, everybody just comes along and we're just inviting people or people just find us and say, hey, uh, I want to come by, I want to do a podcast or an interview, I want to uh, be part of this or I want to show my art, uh, then we basically just say, yeah, just come and do it. Mm. And then most people are afraid of this kind of open concept, uncurated mostly, and um, because they think it's kind of a bullshitty idea not to have like focused themes on the other hand we think it's a way of being open to our surrounding and to artists and to, to art in general and to things that might happen along the way that uh, yeah that's, that's basically how we work somehow but I'm talking all the time I should stop that maybe you want to say something well what have you but after the wedding space so because when one looks at the website, you see actually a lot of collaborations with different places, different spaces. How this evolved in this 10 years time? Well, we have this uh, residency program, so we have cooperations with uh, other universities. So they are sending their students to our places and they're having a studio space there where they can sleep and work and exhibit at some point so this is one part of the collaboration and also we have other collaborations with other um, project spaces where we're also doing projects together where people ask us to do something and so people around all the time and doing something actually at the end ex everything is a collaboration then so you yes. cannot really say something this is just our project or this is just their project so this is always have to be together that is coming along with this institutional thing, so to say. And even though we would kind of name a space somewhere, it's still inspired by something, inspired by a talk with someone, inspired by, well, what you just said in München, there is the Klohäuschen. Well, this is also, you know, something that sticks to our head, which is done in a talk somewhere and then it pops up and then we kind of use it again in a different or turn it over or whatever. Mm. So it's, I think it's a very collaborative, mm. open structure kind of. It would not really work without this collaboration actually. Also we have this space also as a collaboration with the Teufelsberg crew, so to say. Mm -hmm. And also with the, our main space in Mitte, our exhibition space, this is also a collaboration with the house because they ask us to do something there. This was a Scotted place. So we are collaborating with them that we are using their space, but then also making projects and exhibition that they are. People ask the Institute, can you do a... Can you do an exhibition here? We have the space, so we are coming to an exhibition, but we are also then taking over the space, and this is then also a collaboration. So we're using their space, making something, working with the people, and without all these people, the institute would not be really possible, so to say. Ah, that's another way of seeing the institute for everything possible, is only everything possible because everybody makes it possible, yes. so to say. Yeah, yes. yeah. Well, yeah, and then we met people, or as I just said, there is somebody coming who said, well, I want to settle down now, and then we're finding a space for him or her, or then we got an invitation to a place in London that said, well, come on, you have to come and take over, or another one in Madrid or in Cologne, and they said, well, you know, we like this idea, just come over, and in the end, when you chop it down to 
what is the idea is basically only to, to you know to get together and do something that's but what basically is the challenges of being that kind of a mobility it is challenging though and rewarding Okay, challenging is now. <laughs> it is super challenging. No, no, it is just, uh, you know... Um, because you're going somewhere that you don't know to collaborate with people that you haven't met. But they sometimes. just, they just admire and they appreciate. So, sometimes, of course, sometimes. But sometimes long, very long and intense friendships come out of that. And then we are like meeting again and again and these people come from London to Berlin or we are then doing something together in wherever. So and sometimes we find out okay well that was a nice event but okay that's maybe it. That's also fine. But it is very challenging to keep up a structure like that because over time over the past 10 years we have been collecting spaces. Well we probably would have to say that collecting these spaces is also in the end this structure this network of spaces by now it's like 55 or something is like a an, an artwork in public space as well mm. it is a, a sculpture in public mm. so this when you look at this space we're at the Schlösschen right now we shape this well we find a shape but then we are kind of working on it to make it to make the space itself turn into a sculptural object. Mm -hmm. So we painted these pillars golden and we made this roof on top and we built this little kind of... Uh, uh, um, oven. In a, in so oven. An, yeah, uh, a Kamin oven type of for Landhaus style uh, <laughs> Schlösschen <laughs> art. Kamin, maybe we would say. And it's, it's more and, rough and, though. Well, yeah, and, and every object in a way speaks about something it it's on the one hand practical because it heats up the place but on the other hand it has a certain aesthetic and so we're kind of playing around with the spaces as as a container to host art by other people but on the, at the same time the container itself kind of brings itself into the show and kind of gets into the foreground sometimes and tr claims to be an art piece as well and sometimes it's really irritating because we have, I don't know, you, you should visit us in Mitte, we have these structural walls where you can really not hang anything onto it because it's like really you cannot even look at the artwork because the wall is so dominant. Mm. And so we're kind of playing with that as well. And then sometimes people are like really frustrated and they're like, what the fuck is that? Why are you inviting me to a space like that? I want to show my work. And but this is also interesting because then the people have to think about something different and, just, and not just putting things on the wall or just, not just standing in a white cube and having that and then just using it, whatever. And this is also really funny because I'm, I'm not an artist. I would not say that. But... Every time when I'm doing something at the Institute, I feel like that I'm doing art because you cannot really do anything at the Institute without then doing art, actually. Yeah, it's Even a relational... writing or writing a text or yeah. putting something on the wall, just drill something in the wall that is not meant as art, but just to hang something, I don't know, whatever. It's, it's art then in the end. Yeah. And this is funny. This is also nice to play around with these kinds of things. Yeah. Also, I would say this is also interesting for people who are coming to the Institute and then just playing around with all these things, what they, what they can find and what they have and what they 
experience with us and whatever. So it's a big relational kind of thing in the end. And so it's also people invite us, we come there, find out that this lasts longer or maybe not, but that's fine as well. And also about doing something at the Institute which turns into art. And sometimes it is just not very satisfying because it doesn't really work. Sometimes things just don't work. That's, that's also fine. I think we leave, we leave a space open for things not to work as well. And we also don't know at the end what is coming up. Is there something we can really look at or is there a product or is there something really finished at the end? So for us also, I would say that there's no end really at the, at the end. So no. In the end, there's no end? Yeah, and you know what I mean. What the hell you... are you talking about? <laughs> it's like this um, <laughs> exhibition, what we're setting up now, there is also, there's just a time frame where things happening, but there's no... There's no point of, okay, this is now the exhibition you can go and you can see. So there's everything, there's sometimes, there's at some point going something on all the time. So people coming, installing, people are de-installing. So we have a um, three-month exhibition and there's no point what you can say, okay, this is it now. There's always something going on. People well, yeah, at some it. point we started to experiment with the formats at our spaces as well. So we, for example, do this show now, which is called The Slow Moves. And over this, as you just said, three months of time, there's people coming and the exhibition is changing. And then there's artworks getting deinstalled, so the exhibition is changing again. So when people come, they see a certain state, but they will not see the exhibition. They will just see at one point how it is. We did other formats like USB Shuffle Show or Berlin Art Battle or uh, Gedanken, Direct Action, Gedanken zur Revolution, all uh, exhibition formats that we are trying to, that we're trying to propose the space as some kind of material that's part of the show as well. So for example with the USB Shuffle Show that we did we would invite artists from all over the world to do a, an uncurated show. The only thing they had to do is to put an artwork onto a USB, uh, onto a flash drive mm -hmm. and send it in. Mm -hmm. And so they would treat the, the USB just as, as an object. They would design it and make it and build it into stuff and whatever, print out 3D snails and put in whatever. And then on the USB device, it's, it's besides from itself being an object, it is a space, a container that contains um, um, an, a digital piece of something, writing, a video, images, whatever. And so we have these multiple layers of spatial interest and then we would just pile it up in the space and then people, uh, spectators, uh, the beholders could come and then just shuffle on different devices throughout the space, they could shuffle in art pieces into different computers or monitors or, you know, projections into the space. And so they would change the digital surrounding and the, the presentation of the space constantly. Everybody was coming and like, oh, what's on here and what's on there? And then there's a new image popping up here and a new sound piece coming up there and a new video going there. So. So we're kind of thinking about space on the one hand and we're thinking of collaboration on the other hand and we're thinking about presentation formats mm -hmm. as a third kind of um, part of our 
yeah, of our, of our work, of our practice, so to say. And so this is what you just said. It's like everything that it's kind of because we're setting up frameworks in the end, then everything that is collaborating that doesn't even need to be curated, so to say, is then part of this bigger idea or turning into art at some point, even though it's just meant to be an oven or uh, yeah, stuff like that. You wanted to talk about something that you want to do but couldn't do when we, before we started our interview. <laughs> what do you mean exactly with that? So what could have been done but you couldn't do under this title of Institute of Hellesmöbliche? Well, this is a big question because you know everything is possible. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we have this playful way of megalomanic imperialism that we perform, kind of. Yes, after, well, we started with one space, and after 10 years, we now have running 55 spaces. Just like, you know, some of them are made up, and some, some of them are just uh, squatted, and some of them are kind of uh, rented, and you, you know. We get into we're trying to turn spaces that we find into art locations, into locations where art is happening and into as well art itself in a way. And it performs this kind of very as we started out with the Roman Empire that this ever expansive, uh, super, uh, ever growing, massive. Um, um, uh, way of going into the world as national states do as well in this world, right? They're just performing power and, and taking over uh, geography and taking over the world in the end. And so this is kind of what we're kind of uh, performing after them. We're kind of playing um, this type of uh, expansion, this type of growth. <laughs> and so, of course, what we are then in the final end uh, perceive would be the taking over of the world and turning it into an art space, or as a friend of us said so very uh, well, um, just to realität uh, verdrängen, to 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 verdrängen. I don't know. I I'm, I'm missing the word here, but uh, to, to to just shift reality away, to push reality away, and to just make art happen. Because this reality is something that we, I don't know, that we are not, that we don't like, that we are facing, that is upon us in a way, but that we have to address somehow. And so the way we do it is in a playful, artistic, sometimes experimental, and sometimes in a way that is just a, a little bit absurd and naive, naive or whatever. And so things to be done is to, to take over the world. To play with your art and play yourself, play your ideas and to just do stuff and to just not let this world take over your... I mean, it sounds a little cheesy, but in, in the end it's like, uh, it's like to, to address the circumstances that are about us, that rule us, that, that make our everyday life be looking like this, to not be governed this way too much. To, to have just to have an opportunity to 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 live in a little bit to 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 make art a little bit not to think too narrow a little bit 
just to get together to yeah and so everything that we could be doing could be happening somehow and, and this is of course the, the thing that we always wanted to do and and um, it's 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 kind of boiling down to these little wordy games kind of but i mean what i have been observing from the these interviews that space is the core of the project now the space defines somehow the practice for collectives, for initiatives, for project spaces. Whereas with your project, the space is not necessarily the definition of the general... One space doesn't define Institute of Islands Mobilia. Actually, the collaboration of spaces makes it more interesting and powerful in that sense. That's how I... Because the website just really gives you this okay, there is a world that is just the, like a web of things that is happening and then that's why it is interesting to see how ha this has been developed throughout the years and that's why this interview is very valuable for me to understand that because from the website you don't get that it's an accumulation of relations throughout the year, throughout this 10, 11 years. And then this is also interesting because sometimes a space is so dominant for a space that if the collective loses the space, their next step is not, I mean, one cannot see the next step, no? Or the next step is to find another place if it is possible. But then you don't have to worry about it because you have plenty of collaborations that you can jump from one to another, in a way. Or am I just reading, uh, or my interpretation may be wrong. I don't know, this is how I, interprets from my position maybe it's wrong <laughs> it's really interesting because i think that the institute would not work with just one space actually there's we i would not say we need but with this kind of collaborations and networking and getting to know people we are then finding spaces all the time and this is also not that we said that, okay, we now need electricity here, or we now need water or white walls or whatever. We just go in the spaces and then just do something. This is not about the space itself. It's about going somewhere, doing something, and the space is just a con at this point, or a part of it is just a container where something is happening, and also the space itself. It's just interesting to do something there. As we, we were talking about the, the bridge before, so we just found things on the way through, I don't know, one place to the other. And then just doing something because then this is interesting because this space has some kind of weird noisy things or another space is just in a lake or another space is just tiny or another space is just, I don't know. So this is really just nice to play around with all these opportunities in a way. Also the Teufelsberg is also an opportunity we have we can be here, do something, and when we have to leave, then we are leaving, and then we're doing something else besides. Mm -hmm. So I think we're not really, we don't have to be at one place, and then if we don't have to be there, then we have to find another place, and another place, and another place. It's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. We are spreading all over the world, actually. It's, it's like a virus. Yes, <laughs> but a nice virus. We are really nice. I don't care. Nice. It's a virus. <laughs> but. But I really like what you say, and then um, when you're going somewhere with the idea of 
or with the question, what is a space in the first place? Then you will find things. And this might be, you know, the old bus that we have outside of the Schlösschen. It's a cool space. You can do a concert inside or on, on the roof or whatever. Uh, or it's just, uh, it's just a market square somewhere that you are keep going back. As we talked about the bridge, I'm now going back to this bridge. I don't know, for a year now, every two or three weeks, I'm going there to take new images of that. And I don't know what this is turning into. I'm just, I'm just seeing this as a space. And um, at some point, we will definitely invite artists to do something there. And, and we don't know. And every, or the space that we just cleaned out over here, the Stützpunkt, it took some time and there were very many people helping. So, but I would just like to connect to what, what she said, that, that every space has its own features, its own dimensions, its own, its own prepositions, its, its own... The own people who are running this. Yeah, the, are the are social networks that yes. is basically standing behind each space. And so we would then just like to work with all of these... With all of with these. all the criteria, what we found yeah. at this exactly. special. All the limitations. All the limitations, that's all the, the word. Exactly. All the limitations and all the possibilities to say possibilities. that again exactly. and whatever. So and so we find in this space, you can do a certain pieces of art. And the other space, you can do other art. And it's not, well, some artworks might not work in this, but in this space. And so it's it's just, um, okay, well then, if we don't have this space, then we just take another space, and then we just do other art for this, for the moment being, and then we turn into another space at another point. And so it's more like a fluid kind of going from here to there, and then finding, making space. As I told you before, I'm working on a, on a research project, kind of, which, is, uh, which has the theme of um, a project space practice, which is which sees making space as some kind of artistic practice in a way. Well, and to go back to your question in the first place, it's <laughs> it's not about so much. I think it's not so much about the place, the space itself. It's it's more how you approach a space, how you go about the world and see space. You know, if you need a door and walls and a, and a. Um, a roof on top, then that might be a space, but it also might just be the space around the house. And so that is something that we kind of play with, also in the formats that we do, also in the spaces we find. And, and so it's, and of course, we are losing spaces. We have been giving away spaces a lot. We also have found spaces, and you know, it's an ever changing concept. Everything is changing, so why not? spaces and practice itself as well. I mean, that's why I actually give the title of this podcast series, Art Next Door. There's a reason why I choose this title. It just happens next door to a neighborhood, to a place that you don't expect that art will <laughs> appear there, but actually could appear. But then it's just like a kind of a relationship that you have with your neighborhood, with your community. It's just also a very communal thing. That's how I see it's just not necessarily very like a white cube practice. Otherwise this podcast series will not happen. But white cube is an is an opportunity. Is it's really? it's one space opportunity, but yeah. it's not all of it. It's like there's many more. We can go into the forest out here. 
we can go into the ruins in there. We can get on the road with this bus, I don't know, wherever. Art has to be everywhere. Instead of like having a, a, an economic system around us, we just, just should have art everywhere. And why not? Because, you know, everybody's like, mm, hopefully we get this funding and hopefully we get this money here and hopefully we do whatever. Fuck this. We just make art and everything else has to go. That's it. <laughs> I hope this would happen. <laughs> this would be the ideal utopian world that we all seek for. <laughs> utopian art world, yes. Would be nice. Would yeah, be nice. and this is in the end the Institute for Asmerkia. We just, I mean, we... There are. You also asked this question about uh, challenges and nice things that pay out for. You know, we meet a lot of people, which is so nice. And with a lot of people, we are in longer contact. People come back. People bring in their gallery work. People bring in their academic work. People bring in students. People. Uh, make this themselves um, a place to be and a place to live and a place to exchange ideas with other people. This is this is something that is happening all the time. This is really nice. Mm. This is something that we uh, that fills us and fills our ideas and is something that we would do this again and again and again and keep doing it forever probably. Mm. On the other hand, of course, there is stuff like. September, October, November, we're getting all our Jahresabrechnung, uh, uh, our uh, bills from the uh, electricity and from the Hausverwaltungen, uh, landlord companies, whatever. And it, it's like it's breaking our necks every year. And every year we're thinking about, okay, we should close all of these spaces immediately. Just we're not getting like fucked over with uh, in, in, with our private because we are going to work and we are having two free jobs at the side to to kind of find finance this this thing because we we're not we're not funded at all and this is why we also have to ask for money when people come and do residencies with us usually they apply and usually they get funding because we do invitations and whatever and they need to find funding somewhere else but uh, in an ideal world this would not have to be this we we we're just giving electricity and we have the spaces and people would come and do whatever just without having to pay for anything or being paid so this is the the other side kind of when we think okay well this is now too much we have to do something about all this but then, you know, after <laughs> November and December, there's another, uh, eventually, another May then... coming up, and then suddenly it worked for another one year, and then we kind of, okay, well, then just go out and do another show or whatever. <laughs> That's probably the tangle that we ever do through life, right? One step back and two step up front, and one back and one forward, and so on. I don't know. Before we wrap up our interview, I think we can have this conversation for another two hours, but <laughs> you have to continue installing your exhibition. Do you want to talk about this overlaying long-term project a little bit more? Or is there anything before you talk about it, do you want to add something maybe I didn't ask here that I'm missing out that you want to... Well, if you want, you can also talk with the artists who are now installing their works, if you want. This is also really interesting because everybody has another look at this space and what to do with that. Mm -hmm. And um, so this is also kind of interesting to 
curate and not curate a show here because everybody's looked different at spaces and doing something different. And we should think about the term uncurating. Yes, we really should Act do that. Actively uncurating things. Yes, I also think about to because I can actually say that I'm a curator because I studied that and I worked as a curatory assistant, blah, blah, blah. But I don't want to be that. And I also think about another term to say that I'm not a curator, but am I or am I not or whatever. So maybe then I, next time I will write in my uh, CV that I'm an uncurated, non-curator. I'm, I'm an uncurator. Un uncurator or something like that. Yes, this is really nice. <laughs> to my old bones and ways, because it took me also at least maybe two years to embrace the title of curator because I couldn't find any other way mm -hmm. to put it, mm -hmm. what I'm doing. Ah. I like uncreating. Can I steal it? Yeah. You're going to steal it right there. Let's cool. do that together. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's really like a, it's a heavy heavy title that I am mm -hmm. kind of not still... And it's so much more than just curating shows and the meaning what Wikipedia said us actually there's so much more layers we have to think about and we have to care about and we have to do actually that this is not only a curator is not the right word for that also artist is a word I would say is not really fitting to all the people who are yeah. doing art actually yeah there have to be a bigger words something that is really covering everything yeah I don't know what I would like to add to the show is it's opening in two weeks on the 6th of June. Mm -hmm. And it is part of, it is on the Teufelsberg field station. And unfortunately, people will have to pay at the door to get into the area. But we have a guest list if people want to join and people want to come in. We can put them on our guest list so they get in contact with us. They can and, find um, the opening hours on our website. Website, we wonderful. Online, and then also on our Instagram and our Instagram, Facebook. Wonderful. <laughs> Instagrammers, of course. <laughs> Instagrammers, you know. Click your hearts below our little images that we put out there. <laughs> the people that we have now invited are people that are partly, we are working with the people that are coming to visit us, residents, artists in residence, and also people that we just like and that we meet in our everyday practice like Hauke is another is curator it? actually who is now trying something new he's not working as an artist and creating an own art piece there are also people applying for the show there are also there's, people asking something if they can do something whatever we are also asking people what there's we are also a lady there so. who is actually a resident by ZKU a big mistake to do because they could have been a resident at the institute of course That's the holy institute <laughs> the holy you know? institute <laughs> everything but possible but she will, she will learn in the future you know <laughs> not everyone is perfect in this world so. <laughs> but we love the zku i have to say of course that we love zku <laughs> They're just on the other side of town. Of I course. mean, come on. It's a neighborhood choice. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's a, it's a choice you do, right? And but so our residency place has also a good connection to the S-Bahn, if you want to know that. <laughs> the S-Bahn. What a good... <laughs> Not only ZKU is at the S-Bahn. <laughs> no, don't, okay, keep... Um, we should actually think about making these battle rap uh, type of interviews, kind of to, to, to smash all the other spaces. So, like, 
ah, bullshit here and bullshit there, and only the institute is the only holy institute, whatever. But I have to say no, that again, anyways. we love all the other project spaces and all the other residences. <laughs> <laughs> We're not enemies or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah. it's just We're funny. just making fun. Yeah. We're just making fun it's of really everything. That's fun. in the end also possible. Also true. Yeah. Anyways, so there's artists coming and going. And uh, I don't know, we're also open for, uh, for whatever form. What is really interesting about this or what we are really looking at is when people, ask, when people say, hey, I have this and this ready to show and I want to sell it. And I want to show it with you, then they're usually out. Then we usually don't show them at all. If people are saying, hey, I'm usually working as a curator, but now today I want to try out a, an artistic piece myself, and I don't know how to do that, then we usually, these people are usually there. <laughs> because it's also a great kind of opportunity to try something out that might fail or that might come out very nicely. And this is something that we are, that we are very yeah that we're very keen on that we're looking at and this is also why we are having this infrastructure actually that we're having a car or a space or a resident place or some technical stuff around or just hanging around or just talking with people or having helping them or whatever yes and it's not about things that work that we already know that work to repeat them and to i don't know in the end maybe even sell them it's more like try out something new try out stuff and uh, and might fail it doesn't matter thank you so much I think thank this you was a brilliant conversation <laughs> that i really appreciate your openness your we too thank you for interviewing us and doing this with us thank you after our conversation about institute for alles mögliche i talked to the artists who were installing their works because i forgot to press the record button we started over again, but this time I realized that the introduction to Stephanie Imboy was missing. She's an artist who lives in Berlin for five years, and she told me about her installation at Stützpunkt, Teufelsberg, in Slow Moose, a project initiated by the Institute. Thank you so much for um, taking a little bit break from your installation uh, that we are here in Teufelsberg, and then you're installing your new work. Please tell us uh, what you're doing. I am very happy to tell you what I'm doing. Um, I, the first time I came to this space, the, the Institute's space here, uh, Stutzpunkt, yeah? Am I saying that right? Stutzpunkt. Um, I was just so captivated specifically by this upstairs space. I think it's a really interesting layered... So we are sitting right now in the sort of remnants, suggestions of a room within a room, within what was once a spy station on top of a mountain of rubble from the war and other construction. And I think even under that is the, the half-built school, some sort of military school from the Nazis. And the, the, just these layers of repurposement and um, reuse and history and dark and good and you know like now it's like a hipster haven a tourist spot that it's but you know there's I find it really interesting the kind of movement through from the movement through narrative that 
can be found in place, but that's that's totally off topic. Um, but I am just super into this space up here. Um, let's see, we're sitting on a platform surrounded by steel, I, I steel framing, and then with a little cap of pallets, wooden pallets over our heads, supported on I-beams. And then the ceiling above us extends with the help of some more steel and some, I don't know, a strange metal wall pieces. I'm not even sure what the material is that goes up to, what, about four meters. And then there's a bank of steel window frames with no windows. And then a bit of space and another huge open window space. And then this brutalist concrete and cap almost. Um, and so it's just a really, the levels of entry here are, speak to me in this really, I don't know, almost physical way. Because you have to climb a hill. And that hill is just a made of history, right? And then enter a building that is also made of and, and, and step through and kind of, you're very, you're aware of your environment here in such a real way because you have to watch your step. And then you climb these stairs that are huge. And so it's just, it's just level upon level upon level of going in and in and in and in. And because of what my work is about, I am so happy that the timing of my relationship with the Institute is what it is because through COVID, and the experience of COVID, I had started a project before COVID. So about two years prior to COVID, I started working on this project called Procession, which is these wearable lightweight house forms that um, I initially made to facilitate a project, which was in a remote location in the Arctic. Um, and my intention for these pieces, which still exist, are, is, a sort of wearable performative installation that, um, anyways, wearable houses, we'll leave it at that. And then that has sort of, through COVID, having one of those houses installed on the wall of my apartment that they're draped in fabric. So it's just a frame and then it's fabric. So it's a very sort of ghosty looking thing. But having it on the wall of my, my home during COVID, I, I was very aware of different levels of retreat and you know, going outside just feels it, the, the kind of psycho, the, the psychological feeling of leaving your house, especially at the beginning of the pandemic. And then again, at the second wave, third wave, um, it, it takes on a different level of, it, it takes more out of you, I guess, um, especially when, so I live alone, I live far from family and in a, in a country that I have lived in now for five years. But um, there's still so much I have to figure out, and my German could improve. It, just so many things. Just, and I found that basically when I was at home, even though I'm in this cozy space that I've made for myself alone, I needed, I welcomed going into this smaller house that I had made and letting those kind of, for lack of a better word, curtains or walls close and just having a minute of just. It seems strange just to be like being by myself because I was by myself, but maybe it's also a, a kind of a stand-in for proximity in a way, in a way I'm being held by my house. Who knows? But I know that there was something there that I wanted to explore. And so the timing 
of this show and like I said, my kind of friendship it, uh, involvement with the Institute came in a really nice way because it came right after I was lucky enough to be one of the recipients of the Kunstfond um, Neustart Kultur grants. And I had proposed, I had talked about this, this phenomenon of noticing the, the relief that came when I stepped into this house in my house. Um, and so that was already on my mind that I was going to be pursuing what that meant and sort of, whereas the wearable houses are very much about the, well, it's twofold. The experience of the performer wearing them is a very different experience than the viewer. Um, and it isn't so much about the viewer as it is about the performer, I guess. But there isn't that, there isn't a differentiation with this one because these are static frames and they're, you are both performer and viewer. You are, you are entering the work, you are inhabiting it. Because there are, I'm, my goal is eight houses. Right now we have four done, we'll see how that goes. But um, you are navigating your way through different levels of fabrics and also different materials and different colors. And um, that's exciting for me. I haven't worked with color for a couple of years. I've been focused on white and gold, but um, yeah, I just, I, I, I just, the, so I got this grant. I was, I knew that the Institute was looking for um, local residents to take their residency spaces and I desperately needed a studio. And it just, the timing was amazing. And then I was told that I could come into this, I don't, I don't even know what to call this special space we're in, but I am obsessed with it. It is kismet, you know, like it feels like it was all, it, it just worked in this really natural, right way um, in such a like horrifically difficult time. This has been a really really bright spot for me, a big bright spot for me. And um, yeah, they've been, the Institute has been good. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to letting people come in and see what they see. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you so much for taking time and then just yeah. having a little break during your installation here in Teufelberg. And then we have our conversation with Institute für alles Mögliche. And now you're installing your project. Mm -hmm. yeah. Tell us about yourself and your project, please. Uh, I'm Hauke Siesler. Um, I'm um, working currently here with, uh, or I actually work with Uli, and um, she invited me to exhibit in their space. And I really enjoy it because they really allow pretty much um, a lot of different people to come and join in, in the exhibitions, and they have a very kind of flexible approach to also who gets involved. and. Um, so Uli's been really amazing and also kind of pushing me to, to exhibit because it's kind of been a hurdle uh, for me to, to try it out. And um, I'm really fascinated by the area here. So Teufelsberg um, and kind of the hills around were all designed by an architect whose name I've forgotten now. And basically they, over 20 years, they piled up to 26 million tons of rubble and um, so I've been thinking a lot about archives and um, or who gets to tell stories and who's listening to the stories and 
do some stories also have a right to disappear and not be heard because maybe they don't want to be heard? Um, there's a strong push right now that everyone is heard, but maybe some people don't actually want to be heard. Um, and because it's a part of processing um, what, what they're going through. And so a lot of this rubble experienced, um, I am kind of looking at uh, personifying the rubble and saying that it's 26 million tons of stories. Um, because these walls saw a lot of things, experienced a lot of beautiful stories, a lot of hardships, a lot of um, family tragedies or, um, you know, births or whatever. And um, they're now all lying here. And uh, basically, I imagine what it'd be like to take a section out of the rubble and um, created a fictional story of a man that traveled into the mountain to listen to the murmurings and whisperings of the walls. Um, and so I'm going to play on that with uh, my exhibition piece and uh, I wrote a diary entry that he wrote or that they um, I want to kind of keep it vague who this person is um, and yeah basically I've brought out um, a lot of the rubble and a lot of the things I found in Berlin and around Berlin and here on Teufelsberg and there's a lot of amazing clay on this hill which is really interesting because um, usually clay is um, more in the valleys where it collects and here it's on top of the hill mm -hmm. um, and so I've used that to kind of connect the rubble um, and kind of glue it together mm -hmm. yeah cool. thank you so much for your time yeah, yeah. no worries <laughs> thanks if you like my podcast series you can support and buy me a coffee buymeacoffee.com slash tuce t-u-c-e See you in the next episode. Bye. Art Next Door, prepared by Tuche Eran. Art Next Door is a monthly radio show on Kit FM and a podcast series at Anchor FM.